podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Colin McGuigan for IFL TV. Delighted to be joined by the Bishop of Brentwood himself, Mr. Edward Hearn. You Edward, do you have a nice morning? You are such a tosser. Tell the viewers what you got up to this morning, mate. Went to Mass. And now you're making a joke of it. At your I, request? No. Well, I requested to go to Mass. You decided to bolt along with me. And now you're starting to make all these funny jokes, you know. I'm a bit tired, so I'm just going to have some seafood. Lovely plug there. Edward, when you were in Mass this morning, um, did you enjoy it? You're a spiritual guy, you told me. Uh, I'm a lot more spiritual than you think. And as you get older, you do get closer to God. Um, I thought it was a unique experience for me. Not so for you, I understand. But I think it's a nice way to start your day. Always learning, mate. Always learning. And you give some money and ask for some change when they came around, yeah? That's, but can you just confirm that's banter, an awful banter as well? No. <laughs> the poor guy, when he got the 20 bucks and you asked for change? Yeah. <laughs> nah, but we'll... confirm that's not the case, just before uh, anyone starts thinking you're telling me. Anyway. Yeah, they know it's banter. Yeah. Edward, um, we'll get straight to it. Yesterday was a f- really, really intense press conference. Have you been a part of anything as intense as that for a while? No, but also I feel like it's a mixture between confidence enjoyment banter like one of the journos came up to me yesterday and said oh did you did you at any stage feel threatened up there that it could spill over I was like not really like Bill's doing a great job to sell the fight he believes in his son and he wants to create that show and I thought it was brilliant I mean it's one of the few times I just sit back and just let him go at it but there's nothing for me to say you know normally I'm trying to entice something out of someone but these guys feel very strongly about their case they have to win the fight and they're both teams very confident they're going to do the business tomorrow night. When you're looking at a fight of this magnitude, does this whet your appetite to come back to San Francisco because of the reception that you've received there? Yeah, I think that, as I said to you yesterday, I'd love to say it was a scientific decision to come here, an analytical decision, but it wasn't. It was just, we know this is a great sports city. They haven't had a fight for over two decades. What was the last fight here? Floyd Mayweather in some... 2000 arena somewhere in 2001 which is mad when you think about it and we went to the third street gym last night there's a thriving boxing community here but of course if you don't have any boxing it's not going to be thriving so i don't think that it's just oh we could just come here with any old event and it would do well but the chase center have been incredible pushing the promotion we've done a great job the content team's done a great job the promo team bill's done a great job devin regis everybody's pulled together and you'll see the fruits of that success tomorrow night with, with a massive crowd here. I spoke to Frank yesterday and he said he would like the winner to fight Ryan Garcia. Is that a does Frank Smith? What's he got to do with it? Who would you like to see well, the winner Frank face? Smith would like the winner. Shut up. And do some contracts or something. Silly boy. Who would you like to see face? Because obviously from a design perspective, Frank. Garcia, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I think Again, like Ryan Garcia, one of the biggest draws in the division. We've got so many 140s. And every time I say Ryan Garcia, people like Jack Catchell, people like Richardson Hitchens, you know, will say, what about me? What about me? The reality is, is it's our job to give all of those guys shots at a world title. But we also know that the broadcaster is going to want the biggest fight out there. The biggest fight out there is Ryan Garcia. Now, a lot depends, in my opinion, of how the winner looks tomorrow night. If the winner gets dropped, if the winner struggles a little bit, then I think Oscar will probably come forward and try and push that fight with Ryan Garcia. Now, if Devin Haney 
comes out and looks sensational and schools Regis Progray. I don't think they will. If Regis Progray comes in and dominates Devin Haney and bashes him up and knocks him out, I don't think they will. But he will. Richardson Hitchens will. The winner of Liam Paro against Montana Love will. So they're all queuing up. But obviously the broadcaster and the promoter is always going to want the biggest fight out there. And we know the size of a Devin or Regis fight with Ryan Garcia. Jack Hatterall obviously here. We've seen online this morning Josh Taylor having a pop at you and Matt Shroom saying that you've offered him an 80% pay cut off of the first fight. Can you confirm or deny I mean, that? Off the first fight? I'd be very surprised. If his maths is correct, wow. What were top rank doing him, paying him that much money? I mean, we made an offer for a non-title holder in Josh Taylor, Josh Taylor to fight... I reckon that bloke loves the sound. I reckon he's in the shower in the morning, don't you? Like, you know, hey, I'm He's up there, there going, I'm just going up there and do the sound check. Oh, I hate this part. Check one, two, baby. Oh, let me tell you about that little, let me tell you about that little check, baby. Oh, 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 righty, yeah, yeah. Yeah, baby. Well, put stood on my blue sweatshirt. shoes. Oh, oh, oh. think he likes you, man. No, he don't. Check one, two. Can you ask him to be quiet for like another two minutes for this interview? Um, he don't want to stop, does he? Huh? Stage left, baby. Huh? Now, but on Josh Taylor and this, this yeah. pay cut, do you believe that that is him just trying to get more money out of match room? Do you believe that this fight will get made? No fighter ever likes the offer. It was our first offer. Josh Taylor lost his belts. He's moving up to welterweight. You know, I had this argument with, with Sam Jones. Everyone thinks... Every fight is absolutely massive. Oh, it will sell a stadium. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's a big fight. But we got the numbers we believe in. They've got the numbers. That, the best way to do it is actually, I think, probably get together and let the fighters own the show. So that's what we'll be going. Look, this is our first offer that was rejected. We'll be going back. We'll be trying to make the fight. But <laughs> yesterday's price isn't today's price. And the world is changing, the boxing world is changing. And unless someone comes in with a load of money with a site fee, we've got to price the fight right in accordance with the revenue. So, yeah. if, if not Josh Taylor, does Jack Catterall have a really good opportunity to fight the winner of any program next? Is that a, a fight that you'd like to make Absolutely. possibly in the UK? Absolutely. You know, I think Devin would love to fight in the UK. Regis, not so after the Josh Taylor fight, but both the guys who are fighting on Saturday like everyone, like Jack, like everyone, want the biggest fight out there, the most amount of money. And for Regis and Devin, that's not Richardson Hitchens or Jack Catterall. That is a voluntary defense for them. Good fight, good money, but those guys, they're gonna want five, six, 10, 12 million, how do you get it? Do you know what I mean? So people like Jack, we've got to find Jack a world championship shot, a big fight, Josh Taylor, or some kind of final eliminator, which he has right now with Richardson Hitchens, to put himself in a mandatory position, or maybe fight Matthias, or someone like that. So, it's on us to deliver for, for all those guys. We've got so many guys at 140 right now, and um, you know they all want big fights. I want to ask you, you spoke yesterday a bit about Jarrell Miller to other people, we didn't speak about it, just tell us a bit on IFL about what that conversation was that took place between you and Jarrell Miller. Um, it's been said already he came over to I can't remember word for word but it was something like I walked over I mean last time I saw Jarrell 
nothing really major happened. And he said, oh, you're scared now, aren't you? I was like, excuse me? No. Genuinely, I'm not scared of Jarrell Miller. Don't get me wrong. He could kill me instantly at any moment. But, you know. And he says, oh, yeah, you're scared. I said, no, I'm not scared, mate. And he said, why didn't you back me like you backed? I can't remember if he said Connor Ben or Dillian White or whatever. And I said, because I don't believe you. I said, I know what you did, and it's my opinion. And he said, next time I'm in New York, you're in New York, I'll have someone pull up on you. And I said, either fuck you or go fuck yourself. And then nothing really happened after that. And, you know, and I might have said to him, I don't know. But he messaged me actually this week saying, oh, yeah, like you said that. I said, did you say to me, I'll have someone pull up on you in New York? And he went, yeah. I said, yeah, and I told you to fuck off or go fuck yourself. And he went, oh, yeah. Okay, uncle. And then he come back, we're having a bit of a laugh, and he said, more people are talking about us than the fight. Which is granted, of course, but... Um, and then, you know, I had his people, a uh, couple of people... You know, I said in an interview yesterday, I don't rule out the Joshua fight in the future. It's not part of our plans. That was that was how this conversation started yesterday with the media. So we'll see. I don't mind Jarrell Miller, but I'm not going to also be two-faced and be like, hey, Jarrell. Like, this is most people in boxing. Hey, Jarrell, buddy. How are you? Great to see you looking so well, Jarrell. Oh, I'm so excited to see you back in the big time. And then and then get off and then they say, look, you know, Jarrell Miller up there. See him fail his drug test. I'm just going to give it to you straight. I don't like what you did. Never going to change my opinion on that. We can move on. We don't need to discuss it anymore. But don't come up to me and have a pop at me because I'm going to tell you what I think. Would you still make him an AJ? Because you've previously said, I'll never work with him again. Obviously, now he's on this show that isn't the match on show, but... It's never my decision. If AJ wanted to fight Jarrell Miller, I would have absolutely no say in that. It's what people don't really understand. AJ is my boss. And I work for Anthony Joshua. If Jarrell Miller beats Daniel Dubois, which I expect him to do, and starts calling out Anthony Joshua, of course, that fight gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, our focus... Is Otto Wilding, Deontay Wilder. But beyond that, I can't rule out a Jarrell Miller fight. I don't really feel like he should get the opportunity. Because he had the opportunity for millions and millions of dollars. And we all know what happened. But if AJ wants to knock him spark out, I would oblige. We'll see. Otto Wallen said in a couple of interviews sure. yesterday that he made some comments. But he also said about this rematch clause. He said that you insisted on it. Why, why is there that rematch clause? Because, What's the reason? Because the people are so thick, including you, if you're really questioning why there's a rematch clause. Anthony Joshua, I never questioned it. Well, you did. Why is there a rematch? You know why there's a rematch clause. Why are you even asking it, you silly sausage? Right? The situation is quite simple. Anthony Joshua, one of the top three, if not the biggest star in the sport. There's a pool of fighters, right? Ten fighters, where... One of them could be afforded the biggest payday of their career by an absolute country mile. It's called Willy Wonka's fucking golden ticket. The C4 has kicked in, unbelievable. This is unbelievable, right? So, so this is what's happened. Otto Wallin has opened the chocolate bar and out comes the Willy Wonka golden ticket, right? He's just gone to, gas, to Russia to fight Gassiev for God knows how much, $100,000, $200,000. And now he's walked into... A multi-million dollar payday. Right? Congratulations. And by the way, for getting this chance, if you win, 
you are going to get a bigger multi-million dollar payday. Oh, boo-hoo, is there a rematch clause, Otto? Oh, I'm so... And you're going to make all these millions of dollars. Tough shit. He's giving it the big one, right? He's talking the talk. AJ's going to smash him up. And we'll see who's mentally weak in Saudi Arabia on December 23. I don't know what he's saying. Bishop Brown, thanks, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network.